SAFM Sports Wrap. Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap. It is the PSL radio show. Second Jalo tonight. We'll be chatting lots of football. We'll be joined by Orlando Pisces and coach Bradley Cornell tonight. Uh, we'll also hear a bit from the Bidvest Vitz squad. But let's start with uh, news of the day. The Rio Paralympics got underway today. Day one, Manfred Seidler has been keeping an eye on things. He'll join us uh, shortly, let us know exactly what's uh, taking place on day one. And staying with uh, Olympic news, sort of, uh, American swimmer Ryan Lochte is being banned for 10 months. That after he falsely claimed he was robbed during the Rio Olympic Games. On to football, Bafana Bafana midfielder May Mishlangu has joined Romania inside Dinamo Bucharest on a three-year deal. Mishlangu was not considered for the national team selection in recent months, scored two goals in 18 appearances for Belgian Pro League side Sintroiden last season before being released. Meanwhile, internationally, Reading boss Yap Stam has confirmed that Asamoa Gyan's expected move to the club has been cancelled after the Ghanaian striker failed a medical. Meanwhile, Cristiano Ronaldo says he's back to 100% fitness following his knee injury in the Euro 2016 final he expects to face Osasuna this weekend. US Open, it's ladies semi-finalists today. We'll chat to Simon Cambers in just a moment. In rugby news, Stormers in Western Province back Yaku Tauta looks set to join Irish club Munster on a four-month loan subject to being granted a valid work permit. In Curry Cup, Hinko Fenter replaces Neil Jordan at number eight in the Free State Cheetahs, starting 15 to play the Sharks, while Hanro Liebenberg will start uh, will lead uh, the Blue Bulls in the absence of the injured Arnu Buerta for their clash against the Pumas on Saturday. In MotoGP news, the San Marino Grand Prix at the Mazzano World Circuit will remain on the calendar until at least 2020. The first round of the KLM Open is underway in the Netherlands. Ben Evans holds the lead after firing an opening round six under par 65. A group of seven players tied for second, including Bernd Visberger and Peter Hansen. Jake Ruiz, the leading South African, his two under par, four off the pace. And uh, finally, Magnus Court Nielsen won stage 18 of the Vuelta a España. Nairo Quintana still hanging on to his overall race lead. Coming up next, we'll chat some tennis. SAFM Sports Wrap. Simon Cambers joins us now from New York as we head to the business ends of the year's final Grand Slam. Ladies, semi-final day today. Simon, welcome. Thanks for, for joining us tonight. Uh, it was an interesting night last night. A late finish uh, for you in New York. Uh, Serena Williams <laughs> in action late and uh, she's playing again today. Yeah, it's a quick turnaround for Serena. I mean, she was she had a good uh, a good match with Simona Halep, lasted longer than two hours. Now she's got to turn around quickly and play Karolina Pliskova. So Pliskova's got a bigger serve than Serena Williams, almost maybe not better, but she's done more aces on tour this year. So it's not going to be easy for her. And the other semi-final, Caroline Wozniacki against Angelique Kerber. Yeah, that's right. A lot to play for for Kerber, who's chasing the number one. If she wins the tournament, she's guaranteed number one over over Serena Williams trying to win her second Grand Slam of the year. And whilst the athlete totally rejuvenated, it seems, after a year, year or two in the wilderness, um, a lot of injuries this year, and back uh, back into the semi-final. They played 12 times, Kerber's won seven, but wasn't the Aki sort of on a bit of a roll, and she, you know, maybe maybe there's something in the waters for her. Absolutely. Simon Campbell, thank you so much for joining us this evening. We'll have those results for you tomorrow morning on AM Live. Disappointment, I must say, after last night. Uh, I was hoping Juanda, uh, Martin Del Potro would have gone through, but Stan Vavrinka just too good. A big surprise, though. Kainishi Corey beating Andy Murray. We'll find out what's happening at the Rio Paralympics next. SAFM Sports Wrap. Manfred Seidler joining us. Day one of the Paralympics. Good evening to you, Manfred. What's uh, been happening so far? Still early doors uh, with the time zone differences. It'll be a late uh, one into the night tonight. But what have, what have we seen so far? 
Yes, it will indeed be another late night. So, uh, yeah, uh, 20 medals is what uh, Saskok are looking for from Team South Africa. 45 uh, uh, team members strong, if you would. And uh, Kevin Paul ready through to the men's finals with the Hamina men's breaststroke SB9 division. Fastest time in qualifying, 1 minute 6.19 seconds. Uh, It's almost a second uh, ahead of his nearest rival. Remember, he came back with a gold in 2008 and a silver in 2012. Hilton Langenhofen through to the men's semifinals. Of the 400 meters T12, he was seventh fastest overall, season's best of 50.26 seconds. Roxy Burns, though, not qualifying for the finals of the uh, C123 3000 meter individual pursuit. She finished 11th there, and, and Alani Ferrer also no joy going through uh, with the women's 100 meter butterfly S13 category. She finishing seventh in her heat, one minute 23.37 seconds. So we should, Brad, hopefully have our first medal on day one, which is quite nice. Um, with Kevin Paul in the 100-meter men's breaststroke final. That happens at 6 minutes past 11 South African time. So, uh, yeah, keep an eye out on that. And then also Hilton Langenhofen will be in those semifinals, and that's at half past 11 tonight. So that's that's pretty much what's coming up for, for Team South Africa. Uh, also at 1 a.m., rather, Liesl Haas, she, she'll be in the pool. Oh, sorry, on the track, 100-meter men's, 100-meter woman, T37. Uh, Lisa Carlson in action there. So that's the South Africans in action today. We've already had a few medals that have happened. Um, and uh, Kenya are topping the medal table right now as we speak, uh, winning a bronze, a gold and a bronze in the men's uh, 5,000 meter T11 category. So uh, Africa on top of the medal table for now. It is day one. Amazing how quickly these uh, medals start rolling in at the Paralympics already on day one. Well, a good start to the games. Manfred Sider, thank you very much for that. Coming up next, the PSL radio show, Second Jalo. Things are happening movie-wise on SABC3 all through September. Queen Latifah makes good things happen in life support, while gangster Pinky makes bad things happen in Brighton Rock. Will Smith finds real happiness just not happening in Seven Pounds and the Pursuit of Happiness, while baseball cards are happening in Swindle. A pop star makes great things happen in Rags, while bad things happen to good people in It's Kind of a Funny Story and Abducted. A happening September for great movies on SABC3. The Thank You SABC Music Concert is on. Come and celebrate our heritage at the Orlando Stadium Soweto this Saturday, the 10th of September, 2016. Featuring top proudly South African artists, we're giving away tickets to our lucky listeners based in Gauteng and able to attend the music concert at the Orlando Stadium in Soweto on the 10th of September from 10am. To stand a chance to win these tickets, SMS the keyword SABC Music and your name and surname to 34766. For the best in local spoken word, poetry and live music, catch the mashup with me, Naledi Mulel, every Saturday evening at 8 till 9, right here on SAFM. This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource. You're listening to the PSL radio show Second Jalo and following the international break, uh, domestically things fire up once again this weekend. MTNA action to look forward to uh, on Saturday and Sunday and then the league gets underway again on Tuesday. One of the teams that will be in action next week Tuesday down in Cape Town at the Cape Town Stadium against Ajax. Cape Town is Orlando Pirates and we join now by their assistant coach Bradley Connell. Bradley, welcome on to the PSL radio show Second Jalo. Thanks for joining us tonight. Hi there, Brad. How are you doing? Good evening, folks. Brad, well, the last time we spoke, you, it was in your capacity at, at Free State Stars. Obviously, a lot's changed for you personally since then. How, how are you finding life at the Buccaneers? 
Yeah, very good. I mean, first and foremost, I mean, being back uh, in my backyard here in, in Johannesburg, it's, uh, it's great being back. And obviously being back with a with a huge team and the caliber of Orlando Pirates, you know, and there's quality players all around uh, to work with. So, yes, yeah, no, smiling here to here. A lot of work at hand. Uh, you know, we're working hard. A good technical team around us. So it's uh, it's it's a blessing for me to be part of this setup. Now, Bradley, there's been some big changes at uh, Pirates, sort of in the off season, coming into into the season as well. Often that that's a catalyst for for great things, and 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 you can almost see it through the way the team's playing. There, there seems to be a really good vibe in the camp at the moment. Yeah, listen, I mean, uh, the coach brings uh, a wealth of knowledge and experience, and. Uh, you know, the way you spoke about football in the first couple of weeks, uh, it's really detailed and very intricate. And uh, that's one of the things that, you know, he looks into is into the finer details. So, I mean, it's a great uh, experience for me. And I'm sure if the players grab this uh, opportunity to play under a coach of, of that caliber, you know, uh, they can only go from strength to strength. And, it's uh, you know, you can see it now, with especially with, uh, you know, this little break that we've had now. Uh, the team, even though we've had players uh, on, on various national team duties, we've seen uh, a different side of the team and we've seen a lot of uh, positive things and we've been filing away um, quite nicely and uh, we're looking forward to the next game, we must say. Yeah, I'm sure after after a break like that, uh, it, it must be, particularly with the season just starting because of uh, delay because of the Olympics and then getting going and then stopping again, it must be a bit frustrating, but uh, a bit of a, a, a sort of move now with, with the few games coming up for, for Pirates. You mentioned the coach and, and the, the opportunity the players have got to, to work under someone like Mushinetsugal, but for you for you personally, it must be it must be quite nice to work with, with someone of, of his caliber too. He's been around the block, he's a wily character, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's very technically astute, you must be learning a ton as well. Yeah, 100%. And the good thing is we, we think on the same wavelength or, or a similar wavelength, you know. So we see uh, we see similar things uh, during the game and the different patterns and what have you. So, um, you know, the, the ideas that we bash around are, are very in sync with another. So it's not like we, you know, it's it's, it's hot and cold water. So we, we're, very, we're very on similar sides. And, uh, yes, I mean, it creates a, a good positive vibe for everybody to work with. And, uh, like I said, uh, you know, I'm grasping this opportunity day in, day out. And, uh, yeah, listen, I mean, I think uh, it's a big year ahead for the club. And I think they have the right coach um, to implement uh, the structures that need to be that need to be done. Yeah, so far, so good. One from one, uh, sitting top of the log. I know it's still early doors, but uh, it's a great. It's always good to start off the season on the front foot and, and get a win or two under the belt to to sort of get that momentum going. And, and that's exactly what you've done. Although in 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 the MTNA, it hasn't uh, actually it, it didn't work out for you there. But from a league perspective, uh, everything on track so far. No, it didn't. Uh, it didn't quite work out. Obviously, in the MTN uh, in in the tournament, but. Uh, we're looking at the bigger picture, and uh, when the coach comes about of, of, of the caliber I spoke about, you know, going into those details, into those details take a lot of time, um, you know, so we were quite happy with the break that came around, uh, even although we got one out of one in the league, um, but uh, yes, uh, you know, we were disappointed with the results against Bitvest, but uh, we needed that time, and we used that time wisely, and the players who have been away national team duty did really well as well, you know, I mean, and Paul McCullough scoring, scoring a goal, um, against Egypt so you know he comes back and a couple of other players come back with uh, high spirits and, and uh, sort of in good in, in good shape and good nick so yeah I think uh, the picture is slowly coming together now 
Um, and now we just need to kick on with uh, with a good uh, result against Ajax. Mm. Brandy, talk, talk to me about some of the, the I don't want to I don't even want to call them minnows. I think it's uh, the sort of precedent was laid in the in the English Premiership last year with Leicester City winning the league. There's no such thing, particularly in first in in top flight football in whatever league it is. There's no easy games, and if you look at what's happened so far with a team like like Cape Town City, although they're not out and out newcomers they've, they've, they've spent some money on a squad uh, and Black Aces did pretty well in the league last year but you look at, at, at a team like Chipper United who, who aren't one of the big powerhouses of, of South African football and haven't been around for a long time and what they've been able to do you look at the likes of Brock FC Highlands Park there, there's no easy games in, in the league anymore and, and you have to as, a, as one of the big powerhouses in, in South African football be wary you guys have been stung by one of those teams this season already yeah sure if you look at that and you think about um you know, you look at it, is it, is it the, the smaller teams playing out of their socks, you know, against the bigger team? Or, you know, are some of the bigger teams uh, being a little bit inconsistent uh, in terms of their, their performances and what have you? So, I mean, I think it's great for the league. And, and I think it's uh, been a general problem in South Africa that um, the big teams, you know, uh, have, have been struggling a little bit uh, when it comes to the Minos. I mean, these guys have the game of their lives. Uh, uh, playing for smaller teams, it's a time to shine, it's a time to get noted and get on the map and uh, they'll give everything, you know, and steal your jersey while you're at it during the game. So um, it's, it's a good question of character for, for the teams who, who, you know, are fighting for, for honours to make sure that they put on a consistent performance throughout the season and, uh, you know, that, that uh, seems to be a challenge and uh, it's one of our jobs now to try and uh, get the right mindset in the team and uh, to create this hunger for success because, you know, we need to... Um, you know, besides the success, you need to be very consistent and you need to get in and get in on the grind, whether it's in training, whether it's in the games, you know, um, just to grow in that stature. And you saw that Leicester City, how they grew from strength to strength and obviously with a very good coach there. Um, so anything's possible. But, so, you know, we have a certain quality in the squad. Um, we've got quite a good depth in the squad now and we've got a big, big chase for competition now of, of starting positions. So, I mean, it's a very, very uh, positive vibe at the moment, I must say. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good place to be in. You, you mentioned some of the problems we're sitting with in South African football at the moment. Your your take on Bafana Bafana's performance, obviously not qualifying for, for AFCON, uh, which is disappointing, winning against Egypt uh, earlier on this week. But then looking ahead, World Cup qualifiers coming up in a few weeks' time. Uh, lots of talk about pressure on the coach and will he be there, won't he be there? What, what are your thoughts on, on the state of, of, of our national team at the moment, Bradley? Yeah, listen, I think uh, some of the influx of, of players, uh, new new players and uh, players who did very well in the, in the under-23 squad uh, in Brazil, I thought, you know, there's some guys who put up their hand there to really go forward and to really move forward. And uh, But having a look at that squad as well, you know, just quickly touching on that, it's also consistency levels. You know, you do very well against uh, Brazil and then uh, the next two games, you know, you sort of struggle to get out the starting blocks. And I think... Um, we spoke about the consistency, with, uh, whether it's at club football, whether it's at uh, the final level, um, just to need to, to sort of take that job seriously, you know, and make sure when you put on that jersey, I, I know the technical director spoke about it the one, uh, I think two weeks back, uh, he said once you put on that jersey, you know, him and back in the day, you know, they died for that jersey, we died for that jersey, and I think I have to share those same sentiments, you know, and uh, it's, it's not really a right... Uh, you know, to play for your country, it's a real privilege to play for your country, and uh, players just see that opportunity, and uh, it's a golden opportunity. So to get a handful of uh, caps under your belt, you know, it's not ex- it's not expected, and it's not um, awaited that it's coming for you. You know, you have to rework it at every day, and every day you need to give your best for the team. And uh, yeah, I just think sometimes we we drop the ball a little bit, and 
Yeah, as a team unit, as a team uh, sort of focus uh, on, on one game, one situation, I, I, we dropped the ball a little bit there, and, and I think sometimes uh, the individual approach is a little bit more uh, at stake what the players can achieve, and I think it's not that collective approach anymore. Mm. And Bradley, just finally, I, I know you weren't involved with Pirates uh, when, when last season when they were involved in the, in the African campaign. Obviously news this week uh, with uh, Sundown's request into the PSL to, to have some of their fixtures postponed. Uh, it looks like that uh, it's been declined, so uh, Sundown's got quite a, quite a tough schedule coming up in the next uh, week, week and a bit, but your thoughts on that? Do you, do you think they, they should have been given a bit of leeway looking at, at uh, what's happened in the past or, or does it just throw everything out of kilter and it doesn't just affect sundowns, it affects everyone else in the league too? Yeah, look, I mean, I wasn't too familiar with the calendar of the, the Pirates uh, team last season, but I know they were under immense pressure as well. And just listening uh, you know, to a few of the guys in the in the change room and it's just uh, the same sentiments are, are around, you know, they also were faced with huge challenges, so I mean, like I say, I don't know the ins and outs of their calendar last season, but uh, I don't know if it's a similar calendar to what Sundowns have, but uh, it is very, very tricky. I mean, I read something, uh, eight games in in 17 days or something silly, you know. I, I I think it's a real... Uh, nightmare, but Sundowns do have the squad to, they've got the depth to compete, uh, you know, in that level, and they've done very well. I mean, uh, they haven't really moaned too much about it, and uh, Peter's been very professional in his approach as well, uh, saying that yes, it is, well, it's a tough challenge. Uh, they're accepting it, and uh, they're embracing it at the moment, and last year they went on, on to win the league, so they do have it in them, they do have the depth, and uh, that's why, you know, they, they at the moment, you know, one of the best teams in, in South Africa to make sure that uh, they, they come up trumps and uh, the coach really has to put on his thinking cap when it comes to team selection to make sure he's competitive on all fronts. Yeah, and I don't think it matters who you support in South Africa. It'll be awesome to see another team with a golden star on their jersey. And so whether you support the Buccaneers or, or, or Kaiser Chiefs or Sundowns, I think uh, as South African yeah. football fans, we need to get behind the team and, and show them all the support on the African continent that they that they do deserve. Bradley Connell, thank you so much for your time this evening on the PSL Radio Show. Much appreciated. We look forward to catching up. Uh, enjoy the weekend uh, and the build-up to that clash against Ice Cape Town on Tuesday. Yes, thanks. Much appreciated. Thank you, Brad. It's the channel with everything. Drama, documentary, comedy, and a whole lot more. And it's all been seen before. The Encore Channel. Top-notch TV entertainment taking an affectionate look back at SABC's rich history. Showcasing all those television moments of yesteryear that will never grow old. You may have seen it before. You may never have seen it. But one thing's for sure. You can watch it now on Encore. Channel 156 on DSTV. Faith, by definition, is abstract, intangible, and purely predicated on belief. That effectively means we cannot have facts, at least from that perspective. The fact of the matter is, you do believe in whatever you believe in. And so it is that fact that we will be engaging on our show, Facts of Faith. Our new faith show on SFM from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Sundays. Join me, Nayel Pondwana, on Facts Facts. of Faith. This is Sport on SAFM. Every supporter's greatest resource.
After Mavaladi's sundowns, Bidvest Vitz have made the strongest signings in the transfer window that's just concluded in the Premier Soccer League. But it's also the return of the prodigal sons Sifiso Mieni and Darren Keat that have shaken many and shows the clever boys mean business this season. Mieni has left Vitz back in 2012 to join Pirates after spending three years with the students. At the time, Roger de Sao was both the head coach and acting CEO and he now feels a lot has changed at the club. It feels good. Uh, I think it feels like I never left, but obviously I left and went uh, to to Paris. But I think I think for me it's it's good to be home. Uh, I'm I'm happy, and uh, I think uh, the players welcome me well, and we have a, a very good team. And I think the the coach made it much easier for me to settle. You know, and I think I would like to thank uh, Jose. The people are working uh, behind the steam to happen, you know, and uh, here I am wearing the colors of it, obviously with a different sponsor when I was still here, so it feels good. Looking back at the time when you were here and now, has a lot changed? Yeah, I think a lot has changed. Uh, I think uh, when I was first year, I think even you can see uh, now everything is around us, the gym, the you know, when when I came here, we used to, you know, we would, obviously I'm old. We used to train at, uh, at Max Park, so now we have a good facility, and obviously a few people that I still know, they're still working here. But in terms of a team, I think it has changed completely from when I was still here. You know, we have a bunch of good guys and uh, a winning team a winning mentality which is the coach always puts on us so I think I think for, for me it's a, a lot of change It came as a surprise to Mieni that he was put on the transfer list and his departure from Pirates was a surprise for everyone else because he featured fairly prominently for the club as one of their regular attackers I've been getting that question a lot but I think you know in football we have to expect the unexpected so when it happened it's for something of saying oh, okay uh, Yes, transfer, you, you, you are in the transfer list. So obviously they told me, call me in the office, and they told me that. So I had, to, you can't even. I, I, maybe they were also even shocked of me because I didn't ask anything. They told me, you know, you're not in the coach's plans. I was like, okay, fine. Then I started. We started training somewhere, but I went every time because I still had a contract. I went. I went and. That's why I say I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful to, to, to the coach, to the, to the technical team, you know, and the CEO plus uh, uh, Mike Macap, you know, the people who work for, for Mike for making this deal happen. Because, you know, obviously you are thinking, okay, obviously what's happening, but, you know, they always came to me and told me, no, relax, uh, uh, just do what you have to do and, and, and train. So as much as I was training... Because I have a team, I train with my. I was training with my team until the deal happened, and then obviously the second day after I signed, I came to training. I worked hard, and obviously the the, the technical team are looking at me. You know, obviously I need to get to that standard of the other players. In the past four years, Mieni had played over 89 matches for Pirates. Last season alone, he started in a total of 29 in all competitions, scoring five goals and providing four assists in the process. He looks back at his stay at Pirates. It was good. 
obviously I think I've been I've been saying that that obviously there are people who, who everyone has his own opinion. Some will say no, you never did anything for, for, for pirates. But at the end of the day, not everyone will be pleased because at the end of the day, I was not playing alone. Uh, you are, uh, it was a collective, it was a team effort. So for me, I think it was it was good because it gave me a chance. I signed when I was I was still injured, and obviously uh, when I played, I played my heart out for the team. I made sure the team wins, not not individual, but I made sure the team wins. You know, I managed to to play in the cap with Orlando Pirates, uh, something that obviously I never dreamed of. I dreamt of playing for the team and then after that we went to Africa, we went to the final, we lost the final. You know, I remember in 2013 maybe we went to five finals. Obviously at the end no one remembers the, the person that comes second. But at the end of the day I was at the first, I was there. I was at the first team whereby I moved from the first team that won only the net bank. That wasn't making finals. That wasn't sometimes making even the top eight. So for me, it was a bigger step of reaching the finals, having that that marvelous uh, crowds and, and all that, going to Africa, playing the likes of Egypt. You know? and, and obviously, when you go, you leave a mark. I, I can go now to Egypt. They don't know. Uh, there was this number left. <laughs> At 28, Nyeni still has a lot to offer as an attacking player, and what excites Vitz head, co- head coach Gavin Hunt most is that he's very versatile and deadly in the final third. Well, I think he's got a lot of quality. If you look at his, if you look at his track record over the last five years, four or five years, he's played a lot of games. So it, it baffles me a little bit. You know, he's got 25, 26 games every season. What he can give is, I think he's got goals in him. I think he's, 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 he can create for us. You know, there's three things every footballer must do. Score goals, create goals and stop goals. I think he can do all three things. And I think that's important for a club like us. Gives us an extra dimension. When I look at the bench and I don't shake my head and I make a change, you know what I mean? And that's important. Uh, I think once you're, you're only as strong as your bench. And people must always realise that. If your bench is strong, you'll have a strong team. Because then things are happening. You know, you, you can mix and match. And, uh, and that's something we haven't had the privilege or the luxury of doing over the last couple of years. And a boy like this... I think he's got a lot to prove. Not in good condition, you know. But that's something I'll work on, and we'll get him right. But he's got he's got qualities that we can uh, certainly exploit and use. Well, it came at the last minute. Obviously, he had to do his business because you know we didn't have any money to buy him. <laughs> so you know he had to do his business, and he got his clearance, and he got out. So you know we work in a free market. That's our game. We buy one a year if you're lucky. And we work in a free market. So yeah, we, I'm happy. I'm very happy to have him, but. As I said, he's got a lot to prove, but he has got, he's got some good mileage in his legs. And I always like a play, player that's got mileage. When a player's got mileage, he's got a chance. He's played a lot of games over the last four or five years. Armed with the experience of having played in the African Champions League final in 2013 and CAF Confederation Cup final with the Buccaneers last year, Mieni would be an asset in the Champions League next year and he's looking forward to the challenge. Thanks for the opportunity to, to Kevin Hunt and, and the CEO for giving me this opportunity to play. You know, everyone was saying, you know, is that you won't get a team and, you know, everyone has their own opinion. But, you know, and what I love is there are people who believe in you, there are people who would uh, tell you otherwise. But for me, I think it was a, it was a good thing. And obviously now I'm getting another chance. So I'm going to, I'm going back to, you know, uh, championship. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lastly, are you here permanently? Are you here permanently? Yeah, I'm here permanently. Okay. How long is the contract? 
No, that's neither contradiction. Another player who's back at the club after having left for Europe five years ago is Darren Keat. The 27-year-old joined the Belgian club KV Korczyk in 2011 from the Clever Boys and he says coming back home was also influenced by an off-field decision. Uh, very nice. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, I had five years in Belgium, so it's good to be back. It's nice to see uh, Johannesburg and South Africa again, so I'm enjoying it so far. It's really good. And I'm sure compared to back then and now, a lot has changed, eh? Yeah, of course. Uh, things always change. You know, year for year, things change. And uh, I haven't been here for five years, like I said, so uh, things have changed quite a bit. But uh, there's a lot of similarities, you know. A lot of things have also stayed the same. Uh, the clubs run pretty much the same way, so that's, that's good too. And mainly your decision, of uh, well, I was in Belgium for five years, like I said, and I had a really good five years. And, you know, it came towards the end of my contract, and uh, I just wanted a bit of a change. I had the option to stay in Belgium. Uh, I could have moved to a few teams there also uh, and stayed in my team. But, you know, it wasn't anything that I really wanted. It wasn't anything that, that I thought would be good enough for me and for my family. You know, my son's 20 months old now, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's much nicer for him to grow up around his grandparents and, and things like that. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, that obviously plays a big role in it. So f- football-wise, uh, I was ambitious. And, uh, you know, for me, Bidvisvitz has, has ambition now. And uh, that, that's, what, that's what we want. Uh, that's where I want to go. So obviously to push, to push for a place to play and, and also again to get back in the Bafana squad. In the first two matches of the season, Vitz have held themselves very well with Manib Joseph maintaining the goalpost victories over Soweto Giants, Kaiser Chiefs and Orlando Pirates in the Absolute Premiership and MTN8 respectively tell the big story of their start as they prepare to play in the Waffa Waffa semi-finals this weekend against Cape Town City in the first leg at the Bidvest Stadium on Saturday. Both Hunt and Keat understand the status quo. Darren understood me like when he came to the club that, uh, you know, we've got a very good goalkeepers and he understands he's, and he's been fine. He's been actually very good. Um, when I saw him first as a kid, he's improved tremendously. And uh, he's, there's no doubt he's pushing for a place, but we'll see what happens. You always wait for the opportunity, but uh, Munip's been doing really well. And, uh, you know, I can't complain. I knew the circumstances when I came, and uh, I knew how it is. And, and uh, I mean, I, I'm really happy for Munip. He, he's 36 years old, and he looks like, he, like he's 26. You know, he looks like he's, he's flying around like he's my age. So I'm really happy for him, and I, I really hope he does well again, because for, lo- for last season, I think he was the best keeper in the league, and unfortunately, he didn't get the award. But, you know, that doesn't matter. For me, in my eyes, he, he had a really good season, and uh, he's continued it this season, so it's good. You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game. That's about it for the PSL Radio Show Second Jalo tonight. I'm back again tomorrow on PM Live. We'll have tennis results for you tomorrow morning on AM Live with Janet Witten. Uh, that's of the women's semi-finals. Day one of the Paralympics in Rio continues, and we'll have live updates throughout the evening here on SAFM with Manfred Seidler, so make sure you stay tuned. On the other side of your 7 o'clock news, it is the talk shop with Naledi Maleo from myself, Brad Brown, and my producer, Siobhan Chetty, this evening. Thank you so much for listening. Right now, though, it is 7 o'clock in time for your news.